Hey friends, today I will be sharing six ways you can create a great parent-teacher relationship right from the beginning. So please grab a pen or your favorite digital note-taking tool. But before we get into it, I want to go ahead and read a review left by MeowCat99. It's entitled, Love It. I always enjoy podcasts, but this one really makes me happy. I love how stepping into special ed brings attention to more than just teaching, but the personal side as well. So far, I've enjoyed stepping into Michelle's world. I'll be listening for sure. Thank you so much for the review. If you would like to be featured on the podcast, go ahead and leave me a quick review and I will do just that. All right, let's get into the show. Overwhelmed with how to set up your special ed classroom? Confused with teaching small groups? How will you work with your paraprofessionals and other service providers? Hey friends, and welcome to Stepping Into Special Education. I'm Michelle Vasquez, a wife, mommy, and special education teacher. In this podcast, my mission is to supply new teachers with strategies through self-growth, classroom organization, and community building. If you're ready to jumpstart that classroom, have a plan for small groups, and learn how to work best with support staff, this podcast is for you. So grab that iced coffee and your favorite flare pen. It is time to get it started. We'll see you in the show. This topic is needed since creating that parent-teacher relationship is so very vital for student success in their educational journey. It makes a huge difference with everyone involved, but especially the student. I have been teaching for 13 years, going on my 14th year, and I have seen how strong a parent-teacher relationship can benefit the student. We get our students for at least two years, sometimes three or four years, and even longer. I remember I had a student who was in first grade with autism. I was teaching my mild to moderate classroom for grades kinder through third. This student's parents were so nervous because they just moved into the area. He was a runner and he also would cry every morning because he didn't want to be there. And I remember how worried the parents were, but I also remembered how nice the family was. The child was extremely smart as well. We tried mainstreaming him for math and language arts. He was with me until actually third grade. So he was with me for a while. I remember it was his three-year review coming up and I tested him and he actually tested at grade level, which is phenomenal. But sadly, later on, I did leave the school, but I did still stay connected with that family. From what The parent told me she continued to push for more mainstreaming, and eventually the student moved out of the special day class and was fully included in the general education class with RSP support. During this time, I did talk to the parent verbally with how his day was every after school. She was very involved. She came to attend back to school night and conferences. Parents once told me that when he was not behaving at home, they would actually let him know that they would let Miss Agusho know, (laughs) uh, which is my maiden name before, 
they let Miss Agusho know. And right away, he would straighten right up. So creating that relationship is so vital for student success and still being connected with families and learning about how much their child has improved is such a gift and a blessing in itself. This is the entire reason why I taught in the first place. All right, so let's get into it. Six ways to create a great parent-teacher relationship right from the beginning. All right, number one, sending postcards home maybe one or two weeks before school starts at the beginning of the year. Yes, it is going to be towards the student themselves. They're going to be so excited that they just got a piece of mail, right? Snail mail, (laughs) which is a big deal nowadays. The student definitely will be super excited, but also the parent will also notice that you are very excited to have their child in your classroom. And it gives that good impression right from the jump. Way number two, usually on the very first day of school, you want to make sure you give out a parent letter. This parent letter can include encouragement for the parent to support you, the school, Uh, giving them different options of what they can do at home with their child, and then also including the schedule of what you do every day, the rules or whatnot, so the parents are aware of what is happening in the classroom so they can implement that at home as well. Way number three are parent apps. There are so many parent apps out there, right? We have Class Dojo, Blooms, a parent square, and also other district approved apps that you may be using that I'm not really sure about because there's so many. We There are so many different ways now to connect with parents and send them a quick message. Usually with this parent apps, you can send them a quick, almost like a text message through this app so they know what's happening in school or if you need to let them know somebody forgot something in school or something. But it's, it's such a great way for the teacher as well to not to give your personal phone number out there, but then you still have access to the parent when you need them. All right. Number four, try as much as you can to encourage parents to attend back to school night. What I would do before and still today is I would entice my students with either reward points, maybe a free homework pass or some or some type of big reward that the students would want. It's so important that parents are involved and really know the lowdown of how your classroom is being run and them just trying to get to know you and then they can provide some information for you as well. Providing an online back to school night was awesome for the first, the past two years we did that. And that was great. And it gave parents who worked late an option to still log on online and still connect with you in that way. Way number five, language barriers. I come from a low socioeconomic demographic community school where majority of my parents speak Spanish. I've also had parents where they speak Mandarin also. What is so great, you all, about some of the technology that we have nowadays are there's apps. There's a translation feature in PowerPoint where you can turn it on and whatever you're seeing, it directly translates into whatever language that you need it to. I used this last year. It was amazing. And definitely the parents will appreciate it so much just to show them that you're trying to make sure that you communicate with them. 
So as teachers, I know we have to find different ways on how to make sure that our Spanish-speaking parents or or other languages are being spoken to as well and the information is getting to them. So these apps are mind-blowing and they completely changed my life, okay? <laughs> Number six, frequent notes, calls, or messages home for what the child did right. You notice that I said not what the child did wrong, but what the child did right. What is something that Johnny did today that the parent would love to hear about? Unfortunately, when parents get messages or phone calls home, it's always it's always attached to the negative side of it, right? Like, oh, what did Johnny do now, right? So maybe every other week that you would highlight one student and message that parent just to let them know what their child did that day that was phenomenal or something they did that week. Hearing that, even as a parent myself, just totally fills my heart up knowing that, you know what, my kid is doing awesome. And then in turn, when the parent mentions that to their child at home, the child will get excited. And I guarantee you that child will come back the next day at school telling you, oh, so my mom said that you called them and I did so good. They they would just feel amazing coming back to school and letting you know that they were so excited to hear that you contacted their parent for something good. So that all around is will be great for you, the parent, and the student themselves. With number seven, this is about IEPs. Making sure that you contact parents at, at the most a month before when an IEP is coming up. Why I say I know a month before is really early, but at least you can get the parents' information about you know what dates are they available, the times that they're available, mornings, afternoons, during the day. And then after you get the availability from the parent, then you can start putting together the dates and everything with the rest of the team. As soon as that date is locked in, then you can remind the parents of the date. And usually I would remind them a week before first and then a couple days before and even day of just to make sure that you remind them since they are part of that IEP team. And then not just that, but also making sure that you follow up with them with a phone call afterwards or a message saying, you know, hey, Mrs. and Mr. So-and-so, any more questions about the IEP meeting that you feel you need a clarification, please let me know. Definitely reaching out to your parent definitely makes them feel like they're part of the team. And almost every single time, y'all, every single time I call a parent after the meeting, majority of the time, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called because I was so ashamed to ask this question during the meeting. It is very intimidating for our parents to have not just one person that they're talking to, but a whole team. And majority of the time, it is pretty nerve wracking to have everybody looking at you and everything and trying to hang on every word that you say. So definitely getting this, the parent in that one-on-one situation makes them feel more comfortable and then they can express to you what they really feel of how that meeting went. So doing a follow-up after the IEP is very important. Now, here we go. A bonus tip, bonus tip, make sure that you do lay your boundaries for communication. I only say this because I, unfortunately, I have come across parents messaging me on the app, on my communication app, sometimes like 10 o'clock at night or like five o'clock in the morning, which is fine. 
But just making sure that you're responding to parents on your times that you feel comfortable with. Like for instance, when I did have that 10 o'clock message, depending if it's an emergency or not, I don't really reply to the parent until that next morning, maybe at eight o'clock when I get in, or I would wait until the end of the day to respond if it was, if they would message me and it's not an emergency, I would go ahead and wait till a certain time when class is over and the students have gone home for me to return their phone call. So it is very important to make sure you do lay those boundaries at the beginning so you don't get those messages and calls three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) All right, you guys, now to recap, six ways to create a great parent-teacher relationship from the beginning. Number one, sending out postcards home either a week or two before school actually starts. Number two, sending a parent letter home the first day of school. Number three, using parent apps. Way number four, encouraging parents to attend back to school night. Number five, making sure that we're covering those language barriers and finding out how we connect. We can connect our parents that are not English speakers. Way number six, frequent notes, calls, or messages home for what their child did right. Way number seven, contacting the parents a month before in IEP and making sure you do that follow-up afterwards. And the bonus tip, making sure you're laying down those boundaries for communication. All right. So make sure you go to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed. And let us know what you do to create a great parent-teacher relationship. All right, my friends, I hope this episode helped you out today. Don't forget to go ahead and join that Facebook group. Thank you and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend. Take care.